Hello and welcome to Staring at a Blank Page, sponsored by idofestivals.co.uk. In this episode, I speak with Michelle Stoddart. It was recorded on Friday the 16th of June at the Talking Heads in Southampton, just before her support slot on tour with David Ford. Uh, we are in the foyer of the Talking Heads in Southampton. Uh, you can hear the sound check uh, going on in the background. Uh, and I'm here with uh, Michelle Stoddart. Hello. <laughs> uh, who uh, some of you will know as the bass player from the Magic Numbers. Others will know her as a solo artist. Um, she's here tonight supporting David Ford on his tour. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for spending the time oh, with me, Michelle. Okay. Thanks. Um, my first question is: Is uh, can you remember the song that first gripped you enough to uh, to get you into music as a fan? Yes. Um, I think when I was really young, um, we used to listen to country records um, growing up and we'd all, all had gather around the record player and you know and um, my uncle was a big country fan and he would listen to Patsy Cline and I think Patsy Cline was the first um, I Fall to Pieces was the first song that I saw my whole family just had this huge like emotion almost like an emotional breakdown <laughs> like they're all in tears and and I remember being really young and just going, wow, like the power of, of, of this song um, to make, you know, all these adults kind of cry, really. And um, I fell in love with her voice and, and country music, I think, from that day, really. And, uh, yeah, that was the first kind of remembering. <laughs> so how long was it before, you, after you became a fan, how long then that you decided that you, you thought, well, I could give this a go? I think not until I... Um, I mean, I've obviously always loved music. My mum used to sing, and and music was always in the house. But um, not until I kind of moved to London, where I was like, you know, a teenager, and um, my brother Romeo was playing guitar in New York then at that time. And um, and when we moved to London, he had, you know, he wanted to form a band, and he started playing with um, Sean, the drummer of the Magic Numbers, and. Um, and they formed a band together before me and Angela joined. And um, I, I would see him doing it all the time, I think. And, um, and you know, my love for music was already there, but um, I never kind of thought that I'd play it or do anything with it until, you know, I'd pick up one of the guitars in the house and, um, and he taught me a couple chords. And as soon as I knew, like, three chords, I was just writing, 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 and... And I didn't stop, and I haven't stopped. So it's like, I think that was the just the the learning of the the chords and the sort of picking up the guitar. Really, was that your first musical ambition then to join your brother's band? Um, I think no, it wasn't actually. I was very adamant at the time when I was a teenager that I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> and I think obviously he didn't have any idea of of having us join either. But. Um, yeah, it kind of we were we were doing it very separately, and um, it was amazing because I could play him songs, and and he would play me songs, and my mum and dad they let us have the front room, and we converted it into a little studio, and and um, I say converted it, that sounds really <laughs> sounds really cool, but it was like egg boxes and mattresses <laughs> up against the wall, <laughs> you know, no daylight, and you know, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I mean we we'd kind of mess around in there, like you know demoing things his ideas and I remember sort of he'd asked me to come in to press the record button and 
and whilst he'd play something and you know it was just like the I think the hands-on element like it was just there and I, I wanted to try it and um but then I'd write songs on my own and play them to him and see what he thought so you've only relatively recently become a, a solo artist mm. a recording solo mm. artist but you've been writing songs yeah on, in your own right yeah you're, I mean I always get the impression that the magic number songs uh, are more sort of collaborative anyway mm. whether mm. that's lyrically or musically mm-hmm. um, so uh, what sort of input um, did the, you or, or the rest of the band have yeah. in the magic song is that is, that, is my impression of that correct or yeah not? I mean I think when I joined the band then when basically Romeo and Sean had various different people leave the band in and out of you know um and they needed someone to just play the bass you know as a practice i was just there for practicing you know and i could play the guitar but i've never picked up the bass before in my life but as soon as i played it i was hooked you know i really loved it and got really obsessed with it and would play you know and practice and learn and Till like, you know, early hours and, you know, it was like four in the morning I'd be playing and, you know, just to myself, like, you know, just trying to... But I knew I wanted to sing as well and I knew I wanted to sort of... Um, but it wasn't any idea, like, I w- didn't think I was going to join the band. It wasn't like a sort of... But yeah, the songs that we, you know, once we did join the band, um, me and Romeo co-wrote a lot of the songs from the first album, second, third, fourth, and fifth, really. We kind of... There's a lot of songs on there that we wrote together. Um, I mean, he would start with the um, meaning of the song, I guess, the um, what it's going to be about, and um, and then we'd just work on it together, just yeah. like the final kind of touches on certain things, and um, and sometimes we'd write like songs like "Morning's Eleven on the first album. We wrote that, or he was just like, let's write a song in D. And we literally, I was there with the bass, and he was there, and we, we basically wrote it as we were messing around. Let's go to A, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and it was like, it was really cool. And like, you know, that kind of um, introduction and collaboration thing just grew and grew and grew, and it was so effortless, you know, as well, you know, because it, it was my brother and, you know. I find that quite unusual because I can imagine uh, I've got two older brothers and a younger yeah. sister but if I tried to write, write any songs as them and told me it was rubbish and yeah. their songs were better was, was there any sort of rivalry or was it straightforward you know we, uh, we just want to write the best song we can I think it was I think it was just like there wasn't really any rivalry I think it's different if it's maybe two brothers maybe I guess it's brother and sister it's sort of slightly more and he was, he's always been really like so much um, respectful of my opinion and like really kind of like would ask me oh what do you think but yeah what do you really think and like you know and um, and he'd always know like out of the five songs he's written that day or whatever the ones that I really liked that the ones he should work on like you know and the others were you know they were okay <laughs> but um, yeah and we kind of bounced off each other really like loads like that and we still do and it's like you know it's kind of I think the strength of the band and also with the other guys uh, you know musically like you know collaborating with us and we'll try out loads of different versions of how a song should be and it could be like soul version or a Motown version or like a pop or indie like we tried like loads of different kind of um, and sometimes the song just tells you what it's going to be you know and, um, and it's teaching us in some way 
Um, but yeah, we sort of collaborate definitely with, with that together. Uh, the easiest question I'm going to ask you now is that how do you write a song for all the listeners? If you could just give them a, <laughs> Gosh. Just, just a, a very short blueprint. Yeah. Um, how to write a song? Um, I'd say get in like a sort of a quiet place, like a quiet <laughs> space. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> and um, just sort of give yourself a little a little bit of time but then you know sometimes things kind of happen like it will kind of pop out of the blue um, I think basically the thing is is to just be open and let if something comes in write it down and record it you know, onto your phone or just just grab it because it will, it will go and um, the more you grab and the more you take, even if it's not finished or it's not sculpted or anything, it's just just have it, and then it, you will find the time to go back to it, and you will find like the moment, and it will pop back into your head, and that's when you know I think there's something there in the song in, in the first place, and um, yeah, and I mean having a kid kind of allows, kind of puts puts that into huge perspective because you just have to grab as many moments as you can. And, you know, there's no time allowing it. And um, so, yeah, I think you can kind of just, yeah, just let yourself go with it. Stop being so, maybe, you know, maybe not be so precious and, like, um, you know, put pressure on yourself um, to, to have this amazing thing at first. You know, just kind of just write, just keep writing and, you know, just kind of, yeah. So um, that answers it. <laughs> it, 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 it you mentioned uh, Patsy Cline as one of the, mm. your earliest um, uh, influences or, mm-hmm. or uh, inspirations. Uh, over the course of your career so far, uh, do you think there there is any one or two single artists that, that have really sort of influenced your songwriting? Um, yeah, there's loads. I mean, there's I'm constantly learning as well. Like loads of people have played me loads of songs like. I haven't even heard, you know, over the years. Like just recently, I've um, fallen in love with a song called um, "Love by a Stranger" or something. Um, yeah, and it's it's a, it's a Joan Baez song, and um, it's amazing. It's so good, and it's just the whole thing is about these two days that she spends with this stranger on tour. And it's like, it's so just like, and you know, it's just grab, and it was all about a moment and grabbing a moment. And she talks about, you know, you can tell me about love lasting forever, but this moment was amazing. And it's just like the detail that she puts into the whole thing, this whole story. Um, but yeah, loads of, I mean, Joni Mitchell is a huge inspiration. Um, Emmy Lou Harris, uh, Gillian Welsh. Know, halfway like Bob Dylan, like you know, there's loads of, like you know, um, Towns Ben Sam, you know, <laughs> loads of um, country artists, and you know, do you still, uh, even at your level of success? I know that whenever I play in front of other people, in my head, I always imagine I'm someone else, someone more famous and more successful. Do you have someone like that? <laughs> Do you know when I've got the bass on me? Actually, I do oh, feel like I'm badass. Like, <laughs> like there's a certain kind of like, when yeah. Your body language, your bass player when you're solo is completely different. Yeah, you are, yeah, it is. You are a different. Uh, 
yeah, a different, a different beast. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Say it like it is, right? But it's true, and I do feel it actually, and I think that's kind of cool because there is so many different sides of everyone. There's so many different, you know, you have your quiet, shy side and your awkward, social, you know, kind of want to hide. And then you have your sort of side where you be out drinking going, yeah, you know. And, um, and there are elements of, of both in me as well. And, like, I think to try and get that within the songwriting as well is, 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 a, um, is, a, is a big thing because, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, you'll see tonight, like, there's different sides within the set. You, know. you may have heard a saying that goes along the lines of talent borrows genius. Skills. I haven't, actually. Have you never heard <laughs> No, say it one more time. Talent borrows genius steals. Okay, no, I haven't. I like it, though. <laughs> I think it's used by people who steal other people's songs. Yeah. So <laughs> but, uh, is there anything that you think that you... I mean, obviously everyone is influenced by someone else in some way, and you mm. can always pick out little bits here and there. Is there anyone that you... Any song or anything that you thought, I'm going to have a go at that. You know, just a little technique or a, mm. a, a, a sort of strange chord change or something like that that you thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, loads. Like, especially like um, recording. Like, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to like listening to to songs and going, how did they get that snare sound? <laughs> I'm an absolute. Oh my god! I remember obsessing about this one song. It's this band called Innocence Mission, and they have this song um, when Mac is swimming and the, the tambourine on it. It's just like <laughs> there's something about the sound of this tambourine. <laughs> so I kind of remember going into the studio and sort of saying to the engineer or whoever, I want this kind of vibe, like this kind of feeling. And um, you can do that as so much in the song as you can, but then there's something about the getting it onto the record like that. And that's definitely something I um, pinch, <laughs> but um, borrow, borrow. I mean, borrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, you know, from a legal point of view, you didn't actually name anyone. That's just that's true. That's true. That you yeah. <laughs> and um, and it never, you know, it never comes out the same way. So no. I fail miserably every time. I'm looking over at my legal department. We were on but I did almost write a complete rip-off of a Tom Waits song. <laughs> did you know at the time, or it was only when you listened back to it after? Yeah, it was it? only when I listened out. I was just like, oh, man. And still now I'm trying to re-change the melody. Because <laughs> I like the words, but it's just the melody is just like Tom Waits. <laughs> Tom would be cool with that, though, wouldn't he? You think? <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um... I think one, one of the important things for people who are just starting out is to, uh, so I'm sure that everyone at some point has written a bit of a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that just gave up trying. Uh, luckily, people like Lennon and McCartney and uh, all the other greats uh, yeah. didn't give up. Um, have you ever come close to giving up uh, uh, songwriting? Uh, and what was it? what is it that keeps you going? Um, I did have a moment with um, a song once that was um, I remember like spending ages writing this song and it was really kind of you know it was really slow and you know it was it didn't really go anywhere and it was just had the, it was you know it was just like a it was a song but it wasn't like structure wise or like you know and it, I, 
I never think about that when I sit down and write a song. Like, if it should be this and it should be that. And I remember having that moment with that song, and I was just like, why am I spending so long on this song? And I hated myself for it. It's like, it's not going to be a single, is it? <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God. Like, the, this ugly, like, voice kept, kept into my, crept into my head. And I'm sure it does for people. And, like, I remember just putting down the guitar, and I left the guitar for, like, weeks then because I was clearly in the wrong um, frame of mind. I never, ever want to, like, do that or feel like that, you know, when I'm writing. And, um, but, yeah, I think, you know, every day is, like, really difficult. Like, you know, it's just, like, getting up is hard in itself. Like, you know, just finding the kind of will and the want to sort of do what you do. And, and what you do isn't always you know the easiest thing because it's a, it's an untreaded path you know and lots of people will kind of go oh, how do you do like you know, how do you do this you know and when you don't know when the next sort of money is going to come in or you know you don't know if anyone's going to be at the gig or you know you don't know how to get there or you know, all these like different like where <laughs> you don't can't remember your name <laughs> and you know, you know it's, it's it's just one of those sort of I even hate calling it a job, but it's one of those things that we do. And it's, um, but the best part that you have to remind yourself is that being on stage and playing music is the best part. And like, if if you love it and if you're addicted to it, you're not, you're never going to find that from anywhere else. You know, that feeling. So, and with everything, you have to deal with the, the the highs and the lows. So. It's like, yeah, feeling like you want to give up isn't a bad thing, but remembering, bringing yourself back to remembering that, you know, actually, no, I'm not going to, and uh, I'm going to try and fight, fight, keep keep going, you know, even even through the tough times, really. Which one of your own songs are you most proud of, and what is it about that 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 makes you proud? Oh, wow. Um... It kind of changes sometimes. Um, for different reasons, I um, I really liked the first time I wrote um, "Foolish Love," which was on my first album, because it was the first time I was able to say exactly how I felt, and um, and I remember the moment but it, and it all came out at the same time and it was like you know it was all kind of it was easy to do in a, in a way because it was so raw and so like on the surface and um, and so I think in terms of that that was like a like a um, a huge changing point for me that I was like oh my god I can actually sort of say what I want with the songs you know and say how I feel and and um and then there's a few on that on that album that was kind of changing for me really. But um, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe on on maybe on this new album maybe the song um, just anyone won't do. When you uh, when you first started, presumably you had this uh, idea of maybe being able to do music and songwriting for a living. How does the reality of, of doing music and songwriting for a living compare to that dream that you had? You keep the faith. Yeah, I'll keep the money. 
it's more possible, I guess. Um, but then not really, you know, it's like, um, you know, we always say like it, it would be, it's amazing to be able to sort of do what we do for as long as possible, you know, and, um, and I think and as long as we're enjoying it, do you know what I mean? And, um, and I think the dreaming is still the same. We're still dreamers, you know. We're still dreaming. We're still wanting and and um, and trying to drive ourselves and make ourselves better and you know try out different things and and um, and yeah. So I think the dreaming element definitely stays the same. Um, the only difference is, I guess, we're able to tour the world. And we're able to uh, make records and. Um, you know, and, and play the songs and see people sing back the songs, and um, and that definitely adds like, you know, so much, so much more to it. Um, yeah, so t- totally feel lucky in that way. <laughs> you know. Uh, my last question to you is: if you could give anyone just starting out any one or two very, very quickly, very quick pieces of advice, what do you think the major things that yeah um, I guess yeah the, the, the thing is to just keep going as well like that's the main thing what we were saying but um, just like be open to, to situations be open to moments um, be the last one in the bar <laughs> You well, never know who you're going to bump into. Life. Exactly. <laughs> you never know who you're going to bump into. Who's going to ask you to do the gig? <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, just kind of, yeah, just go for it. Like, completely let yourself go for it. And, like, and um, and put all your reservations and all your, like, fears and moments where you're feeling, like, um, what's the word? Uh, insecure. Like, because obviously that's a huge one, um, and just kind of surround yourself with people that you believe were in and that you in- that inspire you, and um, and bring out the best in you, and like you know, and and won't won't make you feel you know shit, and you just want to like you know for being yourself, and um, and yeah, and just grab those moments, and if someone asks you to do something and you're not you know, getting paid for the gig, do it. Do you know what I mean? And like, I, like a lot of friends of mine sort of say, yeah, but they're not giving me. It. And I was like, yeah, but you never know. If you play that gig, someone might ask you to do another gig. And it's just you just have to kind of just you have to allow yourself to to to. And you know, music is music. You know, it's like you could play the gig and learn and and you know, play with someone you know tonight that you've never played with before or like you know, and. Um, yeah, and I'm definitely trying to do that more, like loads more. I'm just trying to grab us and play with loads more people as well, which has been a really, really good thing for me. Oh yeah. And because um, I was like learning loads, learning loads, and, and then inject it all back into your stuff, you know, and borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, uh, thank you very much for your time. Cool. Uh, thank, thank you. you no, thanks for having us. Because, mm. and, um, 
was really looking forward to the gig. Oh, nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good. We're on stage for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> three hours? Yeah, I play bass in the bands as well. So I'm playing on my own and then play. <laughs> You're earning your money, so <laughs> yeah. okay. It's Thank, really fun. Thanks very much. Cool. Cheers, dude. Yeah. I'm not trust you.